welcome to Totalus Rankium. This week, Rex Rankium. Hello, and welcome to Rex Rankium. That sounds weird. <laughs> it sounds too yeah, it short. Does. It does. But I... I... Oh no, you're Jamie. You, you've thrown us completely I know. already. I'll, I'll start again. Hello, and welcome to Roman Empress Totalus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, uh, not ranking all of the emperors from Augustus Constantine 11, uh, because we are dipping our toe into the world of the Republic. And we're not alone dipping our toes. We've got others toe dippers with us. <laughs> <laughs> this intro went in a strange direction. <laughs> Sounds kinky. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Uh, other toe dippers, introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Graham from Rex Factor. And I am Ali from Rex Factor. I like the idea of toe dipping. I think it sounds fun, <laughs> like uh, something you do at a nursery, like finger painting or pond dipping, but somewhere in between. Toe dipping. Nice. Toe dipping, specifically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here we are discussing toes and ponds. <laughs> um, but what we should be talking about, and the reason why we've invited you guys, because obviously you're usually in Britain and you're usually at most 1,500 years away. Mm. All of a sudden, we've invited you on to a Roman podcast. Yeah. Why? Why are you here? Well, maybe did we get dragged back through the time vortex when uh, you... Uh... <laughs> You interrupted us in 1066. Yeah, I don't think the world has recovered. <laughs> yeah, but not only that, uh, you you've done an episode on Sulla recently. We have indeed. Yes, very recently, almost recently enough that Ali might uh, remember some of it. Well, that's a, a tantalising hook. In fact, Graham, I think Ali and Jamie should lead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is easy. Um, so I think we'll start with a general sort of discussion, shall we, Ali? Um, yeah, I think um, I've brought along um, Graham. <coughs> um, oh, brilliant. He, uh, Graham? Yep. Sulla <laughs> 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 um, was a character, wasn't he? Tell us about him. <laughs> right, well, let's... Uh... Let's talk about Sulla, uh, shall we? But before we do, just in case there is anyone listening uh, who do not know who you are, and I doubt it's anyone, because surely they know who you are if they know who we are. But who are you? Uh, what do you do? Why do you do it? Uh, so we are from the Rex Factor podcast, where we review all the kings and queens of uh, England and Scotland uh, at the moment, and we rank them on battliness, scandal, subjectivity, longevity, dynasty, and decide whether or not they have that certain something that we call the Rex Factor. And we did the English monarchs in the first series, Scottish monarchs in the second, and we're now on to the English queen and prince consorts, so the ones married to the kings or queens. Nice. And if you're listening and thinking that sounds suspiciously <laughs> familiar... Uh, <laughs> then I, I'm sure you do know that this is obviously the the very place that we got our idea. In fact, I was thinking earlier, Ali, it's about four and a half years ago that that we met up to discuss artwork for Rex Factor in the coffee shop. Where was that? Yeah, it's about that. Uh, in Birmingham. I sent you a message to yeah. say, hey, do you want some artwork to do in? And you went, oh, I'm in Birmingham soon. Let's have a coffee and we can discuss yes. it. Yes. No, I just remember because we met um, a couple of times in Birmingham. I was trying to per work out which one's first. In... Um, in Harborn, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I came. I remember. Yeah. Sorry, you were already there, and I remember running because 
Kelsey Breeze, I was late. <laughs> I just ran in and I was scanning around and I sort of arrived really sort of high tempo, like, oh, I've just been running. I've run here. Hello. Hi. Hi. And afterwards, I came away thinking, God, what on earth must that have looked like? <laughs> You're forgetting, Ali. I'd probably listened to like, yeah. at least 100 hours of you chatting <laughs> yeah. away before. <laughs> I knew exactly yeah, what to expect. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I forget that that is uh, people have sort of a shortcut sometimes. If they meet me, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. You'd have been disappointed if Ali had come in wearing a suit, sat down, very yeah. matter of fact. And <laughs> <laughs> Just turns his personality on for yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, any Rex Factor listeners uh, listening to this episode also might not appreciate, although we'd have mentioned it on Twitter and stuff, but that Rob does our, all our fancy uh, artwork and stuff, yeah. every episode image with the monarchs. Uh, on, uh, with headphones and indeed Sulla with headphones that's all done by Rob yeah right. no it's, it was fun putting some headphones on Sulla <laughs> uh, although it should be said I didn't come up with the original design no um, but it, it's a very good design and I was very happy you've uh, owned it carry though. on you've yeah. owned it yeah right okay um, let's talk about Sulla shall we his I would say his stature I remember when you sent through the um, images of him for the first time He's he's got quite a look on that statue oh he has hasn't he yes yeah. wouldn't want to mess yeah. with him which was borne out a, by events. <laughs> yes. It is one advantage, uh, at least early on in the Roman series, that even though it's so long ago, we have these really detailed images of... Yeah, of, uh, of course. Of, Compared to ours, where we don't even... Uh, when do we get the first monarch that we can actually be sure of is look, Graham? The first portrait that's thought to be pretty accurate is Richard II, so that's late 14th century. So we've got a good 600 years of not having a clue what they look like. Yeah, what they look like, yeah. And there's these guys can get, actually get up and touch the fella's face. <laughs> You've got a 3D That rendering. is the hand movement we use as well. <laughs> wow. Although, uh, I mean, we don't get busts anymore. Oh, where's my scandal bell? We've never had. A, we've never said bust on Rex Factor. That's outrageous. <laughs> oh, we, we get to crack out the busts all the time in the moment, so yeah. it's great. That's the weird thing then for like the um in terms of information you right Ali. Drop the bell. Drop the bell. <laughs> yeah. I said, and just and the reason I dropped it is because I was desperate to come back to the microphone because you said we have big busts. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Whew. Oh. There we go. I haven't been that excited by scandal for ages. <laughs> uh, speaking of coins, though, you might like this. Mm-hmm. Um I arrived today. I've got an Edward the Third coin. Oh. Ooh. Oh, nice. From 1350. I I was about to ask, when when can you start using coins for the British monarchs? Well, I mean, technically, now Alfred's got coins, but in terms of an accurate portrayal of their features, I'm not sure that they (laughs) they really do the job. We use the coins anyway, but we (laughs) long ago gave up on the idea of (laughs) using it as an accurate indicator we just How we just look at the coins and they, yeah it's, it's interesting look at the stars we had ant-man on on the coins for a oh, long time great. <laughs> where yeah their ability to create faces just fell apart ant-man yeah uh, towards the uh, fall of the west they obviously just gave up on making good coins <laughs> and it was just a sort of stick man with an oh, anti-looking yes, face yeah, on yeah. almost every single coin yeah. as, an, as, an, yeah. as an ant as opposed to paul rudd yeah that's exactly yeah <laughs> that's what i was saying <laughs> yeah. uh, Maybe, yeah. maybe both. Yeah, maybe they both. got hot. Mm. Yeah. 
That's the weird thing, though, the contrast. The fact that as you get on, things kind of get worse. Yeah. Whereas for us, it's like as the more that we go along, the more information we get, the more we start to get images and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And what what is really crazy is that when we finally finish the Romans, we will only be 300, yeah, 300 years after the start of our American series. Wow. Wow. We just need to find something to plug that gap and we'll have done the 2,000 <laughs> yeah. years of history. So what's that? That's uh, yeah. like 1,400 to 17. Mm. You jump into the War of the Roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a little Definitely. miniseries. All sorts going on. Um, right, anyway, uh, Sulla, that's oh, why yeah. we're here. Mm. <laughs> uh, to chat as much as I am happy just chatting general <laughs> stuff um, let's try and get a bit of bit of focus here um, Graham we're going to start with you you mm. had the very unenviable task mm. of jumping into the Roman Republic era fairly blind yep. <laughs> and researching Sulla of all people yeah. having done an episode on Sulla and knowing what it's like to, to look around <laughs> Sulla and try and condense his life into one episode. Mm. I mean, I, I found that hard, but I had been researching around that area for a long time. Mm. So I had shortcuts. So how how hard did you find that? It is hard. Like, all of our... Because um, the reason that we've done Sulla um, is that we do special episodes that have been commissioned by our privy councillors. Um, so, like, your senators. So it can be anything. So we've done um, the Battle of Waterloo, William Marshall, the history of tea, all sorts of yeah. different things. So you never quite know what you're going to get. And the difficulty compared to doing the normal series, that the normal series, I've got all my relevant books, and obviously the biographies change, but you can have the general books and you sort of know what you're looking for. And it is quite easy to get into it quickly because you read the books where there's like 10 pages on a monarch or a consort and then the ones where it's a big chapter and you kind of build up and it's quite nice and easy whereas coming to Sulla I just got no idea and I've I did uh, Latin at school so I was always been interested in the Romans but I only really from Caesar had a strong sense of it mm. so I'd heard of Sulla I should have known about him at uni I did history but you could do one module in a different faculty so I thought I'd do one in classics because of what I'd done at school and there were two modules and one of them was from Sulla to Augustus and the other one was Greek and Roman society and I thought well I'll do the Greek and Roman society because it's the Greeks as well but in hindsight Sulla to Augustus would have been amazing poor poor choice it was <laughs> it was a poor choice <laughs> so as it was yeah I just didn't know much about him other than that from to Augustus bit meant that he was probably some kind of big name who had something <laughs> yeah. to do with the Republic not having such a a good time it's, towards the end of its life. You know when you're a um, a bookend, you're you're quite important. Yeah. It's either going to be good or bad, but mm. you're going to mm. have something to say. So it was tricky getting into it initially. You sort of helpfully sent a few things uh, through th for. Uh, reading materials. I had a couple of general books. So there's Mary Beard SPQR one, which is quite good just to get a sense of the period. You can point to that. Yeah. <laughs> That's over there. <laughs> Something uh, in your episode perked up my ears slightly when you mentioned how long the episode was and how you had to cut 3,000 years. Years? No, words. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. I did so <laughs> much backgroundy stuff. I thought, you know what, let's not go back to the kings. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'll be honest. 
possibly no one else in the world will be interested but me. Uh, but <laughs> word counts on people yeah. for episodes of a podcast <laughs> interests me. Yeah. Uh, how, how long is your what's your word count for Sulla? So it's, it's something I've only actually really got re- relatively recently that I've because I, I always used to just do episode notes as bullet points. Mm. And they'd be fairly mm. detailed bullet points, but still bullet points. But once the episodes of the consorts were getting a bit long, I thought, actually, it's really much easier to just write my stuff out in advance as an actual script. Obviously, I have to vary depending on what Ali says. But from now on, I've started fully scripting it. So I know roughly how long it will take to go through. So the original uh, script for Sulla was... 10,328 words. Slimy. Which is, just, which is obviously just me. So that's without Ali having any input or saying anything. And then the final one was 7,340 words. Does that take longer to do that you're writing out like almost like a script? It does take longer to do, but it's a lot easier editing it as a script as opposed to the notes because a i've got an idea of how long it will be because i've actually written it out and also there are always bits in the episodes from the bullet points where i get to a section and it's like i've not really understood this as well as i should have done and i can't now remember why i've got this here (laughs) whereas you have to actually think about it when you write it out so it does take longer but it makes the whole process a bit easier that's fascinating gosh yeah i i found um i can't remember why I went back and looked at some of my notes for uh, like Augustus episodes, some of the really early ones, and they really were just bullet points. Mm. So I, I I never made the conscious decision like you did by the sounds of it, but mine became more of a script as I went along. So I was just just checking. Yeah, mine's just under nine thousand words on Sulla, mm. and our episodes came in roughly the same time as well. Yeah, ours but, was uh, like. 90 seconds longer or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You win that uh, one, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on to the episode. And Ali, you'll be able to join in the answers a bit more here because this is the part you're involved in. Um, did it Did it feel different talking about someone because of the time period? Did you have to try and mentally adjust how you viewed the people and their actions? I didn't at all, um, which <laughs> served to confuse significantly and it was only at the end i think when graham was summing up and we were decide i mean he definitely got the rex factor but um all these different parts of his personality and then graham would throw in another bit like oh and of course remember he had a face covered in red weeping sores or whatever it was and (laughs) yeah uh, oh and also remember he had a lifelong affair with a drag queen what (laughs) <laughs> and I decided at the end, I can't remember if you kept it in, Graham. Uh, um, I wouldn't know. Uh, but um, <laughs> that it was just it was just so different. So different. A thousand years ago when we were doing Saxons, pretty different. But Sulla, you just have completely have to change the way you look at him. Yeah, I think your exact words were, we can't do the Romans, Graham. They're just weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I stand by that. <laughs> they were a weird bunch. But it must be but sad. almost so weird that uh, they're weird by our standards, which goes to a certain point, and they're so far beyond that they're almost a different, different, whole different well, species. Caricatures. Yeah, yeah, very odd. Yeah, I, I personally, I, th- I think it was maybe the second or third year of doing the podcast where I finally started to feel like I'd got a grip on what actual Roman society might have been like, and then. Mm 
viewing people through that lens. Because um, their society was just so different. Mm. Does that make it more interesting for you or less? Because when I when I first uh, listening to Sulla, it's opening up a whole world for me. But if you're sort of in it, does it sort of... Uh, does it make sense more? Yeah, no, what, what I really enjoy about the Roman Republic period in particular is the more you read about it, because there's so much, it all interconnects. So it's like mm. this big spider diagram of everyone interconnecting with each other and all the stories merge. And the more you learn about what everyone was doing, the more you build up this picture of this society that they're in. And it becomes more and more evident that it was completely different to today's society. I think a lot of people, including myself, have a, a habit of looking at the past as plonking today into the mm. past. Mm. There were swords and dragons and things, but it's essentially today. Might not have been dragons. There were probably <laughs> dragons. And whereas in Roman times, and obviously this applies to all parts of history, uh, but in Roman times, it, things were very different. Things like the, uh, the way they had patrons and clients and... Um, Something that uh, we didn't talk about in Sulla's episode, uh, and nor did you mm. guys, because why? how would you have time? But Sulla's day would have been get up and meet all his clients in the morning to discuss uh, what favours could be done, whose backs could be scratched. <laughs> and then he'd walk around with them with this big posse of people just to show how important what, he what was. What clients? Um, <laughs> opening up a can of worms here. <laughs> uh, so... Um, your client, if you were rich, you would be a patron, and every morning people would come and see you, and they would ask you for favors. And because you were rich and you were socially responsible, you would grant those favors. But in return, you'd expect certain things back. For instance, if you get kidnapped by pirates, they'd have a whip round and they'd pay for your release, so it wouldn't have to come out of your funds. Uh, or just a really simple, if you've got a wedding coming up and you've got a client who's a a baker he'd just make some cakes for you mm. uh, and it's we, because we have a society that's so heavily based on capitalism now it's very hard to view one that isn't yeah uh, I, I think you did touch on it when you were talking about democracy i think you asked graham at one point just how democratic are we talking here and yeah it's just a very very different style of democracy than we've got mm. now it's uh yeah it's it's a fascinating period it really is but one of the odd things which i think i said in the episode how like when you see it on tv and films and stuff we often just imagine them as britons almost like the victorian empire but just yeah, in togas. yeah definitely <laughs> and there are lots of bits which feel familiar and you particularly when we've done like saxons and stuff like that we think oh well you know they've got baths and they've got all these incredible buildings that we would recognize as proper buildings now rather than just mud as ali was complaining mm -hmm. about yeah <laughs> and then you see some of the mass murdering craziness that goes on and you think oh god hang on that's a bit mm. <laughs> that's not very British <laughs> <laughs> or it kind of yeah. is <laughs> but, not, but not quite in this colourful way <laughs> that was also just going back actually to your question to me about the research and how hard I found it I think one of the hardest things because once I the general books helped to get into it and get a sense of who he was in the period but it's knowing what stuff and what rabbit holes I should or shouldn't go down mm, and how yeah. much I have to understand all these different bits. And for the main series, you, you kind of intuitively know. Whereas for something like this, 
I was like, oh, how much do I have to understand how the Senate works and all these different offices that he has to go through and that he doesn't have the money to get in for initially? And I, and I wasn't quite sure. And that kind of stuff's hard. I, I still, every time we do a Republican episode, I still have to double check the order of the curse on him. <laughs> and it's like, have I got that order right? What's he doing now? How important is this? Probably not important. Uh, yeah, it's all those little details. Was there anything that really shocked you about Sulla as a person though, rather than Roman times? Oh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to start. I can't think of anything vaguely normal about him. The prescriptions. Oh, yeah, the prescriptions. Pretty bad. What were they? Oh, yes, the they death lists. The death lists. Yeah. yeah in fact, we, he actually um, he actually lost marks in our Crasium round because of that because he didn't come across as crazy. It was just very cold and calculating. (laughs) It was a case of, oh, what's that? You want to know who I'm murdering? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) The list will be up tomorrow. It's a very very brave category, isn't it, Crasium? Because, as you say, the times are so different. Is it Crasium to now or Crasium to then or just... Oh, in our Roman series, Crasium to them, then, uh, we we compare them to each other as as we'll talk about in a moment. In fact, let's let's go into it now, shall we? Let's mm. let's talk rounds because our rounds roughly correlate to each other. Uh and we have both ranked slash rated Sulla. He is the only person in history that both of our podcasts <laughs> have done. So it will be interesting to to see how we both viewed them as separate po- as separate mm. podcasts. So, first round. Battleness. Fightius Maximus. Maximus. Okay, Battleiness slash Fightius Maximus. This one's quite an easy one to discuss, actually, yeah. uh, because you gave him 20 out of 20. Yes. And we gave him 20 out of 20. Yes. Uh, so why did you go for four marks? Well, I think you and I both pretty much said when we were, you know, go through the pros and go through the cons in each factor, and it's really hard to try and think of any argument against his abilities when it comes to battles and fighting it was one of the intimidating things when i sort of first checked his wikipedia page and it was just (laughs) war after war and battle after battle all over the world i was like how on earth am i going to do each of these and he wins all of them and yeah in quite spectacular fashion and it's just incredible there's sieges uh there's actual proper full-on two huge armies fighting against each other battles. They're sneaking through a camp to kidnap Shigurfa, <laughs> yeah. to bring him yeah. back under his arm, which he also did again to a, a Gallic tribe as well, although it's it, you, there's not much detail on it. But he, he does that trick twice <laughs> of just going and single-handedly taking the leader of another uh, tribe or enemy. It, it is just very impressive, mm. isn't it? The grass crown thing as well, killing the rival. Yeah. Army Ooh. commander, he's just... Grass Crown, you reminded me. Um, you mentioned the Grass Crown, and uh, Ali, you said, oh, like Caesar mm. got. Um, actually, even better. Caesar got the Civic Crown, which is the one below. What's that? Is Ooh. that So uh, is that actually leaves instead of grass? What, what? What's the difference? Yeah, so the Grass Crown is created from, or at least it's meant to be, from the actual grass on the battlefield. Yeah. It's given to a general that has personally saved the life of the entire army. 
whereas the civic crown is usually given to someone who saves the life of a, an important person during a battle. Oh, here still you very go. impressive. Here you and... go. Here's a lump of turf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well Bloodstained. Look. <laughs> the grass crown is a huge, huge achievement. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's something like only six or seven people in history were ever awarded it. That's, what uh, about Caesar's yeah. one then? The civic one is is that. That, that's also very impressive, but it's not as impressive as a grass crown. It's a step below. It's like getting but silver. But like, how many people in history? Once a generation? Oh, I, I, yeah, maybe one or two a generation, but that is me spitballing. <laughs> I'd have to check. Uh, it does mean if you've got a civic crown, it means you can enter the Senate immediately. You don't uh. need to wait uh, to enter the Senate anymore. Um, you, you just you just get to walk in, which a young Caesar took great delight mm. in just walking into the Senate whenever he felt like it, even though he was too young to be mm-hmm. there, and just really annoy his foes. A Sulla would have hated that. Well, yeah, Sulla... See, Sulla's a very different kettle of fish to Caesar, but in some ways he was very similar. Mm. Uh, he was very much the inspiration, as, as you go into detail uh, later on. Uh, but... He he was he was a conservative. He was hmm. a uh, an optimite, and he wanted Rome to go back to its traditions, and he just did it in an incredibly brutal way yeah. <laughs> that... by tearing up all the rule books so that we could get out the old rule book. Yeah, it's another uh, contradiction that just it just takes a big leap to get to. Well, I I think, and feel free to disagree, but I I think he. He hated how Rome was so much, he wanted to burn it to the ground so he could rebuild it to the rose-tinted way that it used to be that never really existed. (laughs) He just wanted to go back to the past, the glory days. And the only way to do that was to literally burn it all down, declare himself dictator, become the very thing he hates and despises so he could then stop it. And then just shut it all God. down, which obviously didn't work. That sounds like a, it didn't a work pitch at all. for a film. I know, I'm in. Gosh. And it, it, he, he has to become the thing he hates most to save it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Sulla, out yeah. now. It's a, it's a good it's story. He's like Batman. Yeah. He, <laughs> yes. Exactly like Batman. He is. Um, right, I... I'm still happy with uh, our full marks for Phytius. Jamie, are you still happy for marks? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing you two are still happy. No question. Yeah, I can't see how you couldn't give him top marks. Scandal! Opprobrium Crazium! Okay, we've, we've got a difference in score here, mm. uh, but we've also got a different in round. Uh, we've also got a difference in rounds. That's maybe why. You guys went for 20 out of 20 again. Yes. Full marks for Scandal. Yes. Uh, Ali, you enjoyed the bell. Liberal usage of the bell. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's brilliant. Just the sort of thing I like. A bit more of that, please, G-Man, in, the next, in our series. <laughs> why Why did you go four marks? Um, well, because it's scan. So for us, scandal, which, as you said, is maybe it's a slightly different bent in terms of exactly what we're looking for. We're just looking for any naughtiness, whether that be uh, sort of bedroom antics or upsetting... <laughs> church elders that that sort of thing front page daily mail that's what we're looking for <laughs> yeah and he just he was just all over the place with it <laughs> his theatrical troupe metrobius the drag queen that he loved the uh marching on rome yeah he would have got um a, a 10 points for marching on rome because i can't think of an equivalent in our series sort of i don't know 
burning down the Houses of Parliament or something. Uh, because he he needs to burn down the thing he loved to rebuild. But <laughs> an, an equivalent, I just can't... That's huge. But then he also delivers so massively on all the other areas that we like with the, the sexy scandal. It's just massive. Yeah, you see, we only went for 14 out of 20. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was... was when was it, Jamie? When did we record Sulla? Uh, it, June 2017. Wow, that was a while ago. Mm. Yeah. So I can't remember exactly why we, we decided 14. 14, by the way, is the highest score for this round we have given out in the Roman Republic era. Um, so he is the most uh, opprobrium, crazium Roman Republican we've covered. So who's got the most uh, points overall? Um, in that category. Well, in the emperors, uh, you just Name get, them. yeah, <laughs> you just get some full-on utter nutters. Like Caligula got it. Mm. Caracalla got it. Yeah, Caracalla, who murdered his brother in his mother's lap after dividing the palace. Essentially, you know the whole drawing a line down the middle of your room when you have to share <laughs> a room with your brother. Yeah, they did that with the palace, and then they murdered each other. Um, and then someone made a joke about it, so he killed a city. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he he scored higher than this. Uh, Caligula declared war on the sea and made up an invasion so he could look tough. Uh, Justin II was literally insane. Yes. He was wheeled around in a wheelbarrow. Animals. To calm him down and bricked into the palace so he couldn't escape. <laughs> do you make animal uh, noises or do we make that? Yes, up? he made animal noises and he hid under the bed if you said the bogeyman was off uh, was going to get him. <laughs> Which ironically yeah, is where the bogeyman was. I know, I know. It's not where you want to go. <laughs> no one told him that. Yeah, so I think we had those stories in our head when we were we were scoring. Uh, this seemed all very run-of-the-mill, killing each other. And, but that was uh, something I wondered, maybe more with the battliness, actually, that I sort of thought, is this impressive or is this just what Romans do century for century, <laughs> yes. just all over the place, stupendous yeah. victories? Um, you see, I'd say the battliness was impressive. Mm. I mean, Sulla was a good general. I mean, they, they, there's been better. Uh, Scipio and mm. Caesar certainly spring to mind. But um, no, he was he was good there. I, I think compared, considering the people you have covered, mm. it's a different time, uh, a different era. Then I can fully understand the twenty to, out of twenty for scandal. Uh, and also, our opprobrium crasium is more broken down into how much opprobrium did they cause? Well, I'd say mm. 10 out of 10. But how crazy was he? I, I just don't think he was actually that crazy. No. Uh, I think he was... Ruthless, brutal, mm. but not, yeah. not crazy. Uh, horrific and not a nice person <laughs> in many ways. But I just don't... I didn't think he was off his rocker. I suppose... So I think that's why we didn't quite go four marks. Also, for us, you've got the the scale of things that are going on there for for many many hundreds of years it's just england not an empire uh and it's the equivalent of like if queen victoria had all the power to just slaughter anyone she wanted at, on a whim yeah if, she, if if uh she'd been able to we'd have had some similar bouts of craziness i think the difference with us this scandal and the probe and crazy is like you were because um, when I listened to the episode and you were sort of talking about things like the prescription and how actually, you know, he got a reason for it and he was doing it for a certain thing. And I guess for us, it's not about, it's literally not about whether he's crazy or not. It's simply the the deed itself. So although we'd got yeah. enough stuff yeah. like the theatrical stuff and the 
um, marching on Rome, destroying Plato and Aristotle's sacred groves, etc., that we didn't need to talk about the violence. But sometimes the horrific violence for us does go into scandal as well. And we just yeah. had too much. I didn't even need to bother mentioning that. <laughs> yeah. But I think for us, it's simply, did he do some crazy front page news deeds? Mm. Whether or oh, not he yeah. had his reasons or whatever, that was just doing it was enough for us to... Yeah, fair enough. I, I think, I'd say, I'm, I'll be honest, I, uh, I'd i be tempted to bump up our score if we were going to do it again, Jamie. Really? Um, yeah, no, I think listening to Rex Factor's episode did make me go, you know what, marching on Rome is a big deal. <laughs> it it is really is a big deal. I, I, I don't I, think I I'd put it up much. I, yeah. I don't think he's in the really higher... Uh, I'm guessing we gave him seven apiece. With that score of 50, yeah. 14. And I think I most might, of that was because of the March on Rome, I think. Yeah. I might be tempted to bump up one point, but I, I, I wouldn't go much further. Mm. Yeah. Something I wanted to know, when um, I was saying to my partner about who he was, and I was saying, oh, he does the March on Rome, and she says, oh, is that crossing the Rubicon? And I say, no, that's Caesar. But then I thought, well, like, what what was his route? So, like, did, did he cross the Rubicon? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he wouldn't have done because he was coming from the other direction. But we don't actually know where the Rubicon, Rubicon is. No. <laughs> uh, the river has disappeared. It's dried up. There are some theories of where the Rubicon is, but it's it's north of Rome. And if I remember correctly, I'll probably get messages pointing out this is wrong now. Yeah. But I'm fairly sure Sulla was down in the south putting down a, a, a revolt from the social war. Yeah, Nola, wasn't it, I think? Yes, yeah. yeah. So, no, he wouldn't have crossed the Rubicon, unfortunately. Although, I mean, it does make you think there must have been many people back in the day for hundreds and hundreds of years who crossed the Rubicon yeah. <laughs> every day. You didn't make a big deal out of it. it I mean, it's a good thing it's not there now because every single bridge would be covered in novelty <laughs> postcards. Oh, I've crossed the Rubicon. Yeah. Like yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's go into the last round w- that we're going to uh, compare. Subjectivity. Successes Ultimus. Okay, this one's a bit weird, uh, because we don't actually have a Successes Ultimus round in the Roman Republic <laughs> episodes. <laughs> a, a decision that I made early on, on a whim. Uh, <laughs> one that I have since regretted. Um, because we really should have had this round in there. Because some people we've covered have really struggled to gain points because this one's not in there. But Jamie and I had a quick discussion uh, before you two came along. We came up with a Successus Ultimus score. So we now do have one for Sulla. Uh, but before we talk about our score, you went for 7 out of 20. Yes. Ooh. Harsh. So the subject, harsh. subjectivity for us is that the key question is, would you want to be a subject? And I guess we're looking for good deeds that have been done and whether it's reforms or if it's church stuff or whatever we're sort of looking for that general goodness and justice and that sort of thing and bad things in subjectivity would be you know mass murder uh tyranny <laughs> death lists yeah, um, bad. yeah. yeah. Would, yeah. Would, how, how did he improve the lot of me back then so that's why we gave him quite a low one because although he did have a five-point plan or whatever it was to make <laughs> Rome great again. He sort of he did it in quite a mean way, and it doesn't actually <laughs> it doesn't actually work because you know he's only yeah. dead soon afterwards, yeah. and then Pompey and Caesar think, ah, let's just scrap that. I mean, you could argue he overextended himself slightly. Mm. 
went I'm a bit overboard. Very ambitious. Yes. Yeah, give yeah it was. You see, our success as Ultimus score, we went for 14 out of 20. That's very high. Uh, is That is quite high, but again, it's uh, a difference in rounds. Although they kind of parallel each other, uh, when we're doing success as Ultimus, we tend to think, what did this person want to achieve, mm. and did they manage to achieve it? Which is a very different kettle of fish to, would I want them to be my <laughs> yeah. ruler? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want them because, to achieve it. Yeah. Uh, Sulla wanted to achieve lots of messy death. And uh, he, he succeeded mm. quite well. Mm. I mean, he Again, he, he's, he was part of the Optimite faction. He wanted to return Rome to uh, a period of time that he believed existed before. Um, and I think on his deathbed, he would have believed that he was completely successful. Mm. So I was willing to go fairly high, but he wasn't ultimately successful. It does all fall apart. Uh, the opposing faction end up winning ultimately with Caesar. Uh, so that's why I didn't go too high. Uh, what about you, Jamie? Yeah, I mean, when we're doing the rounds, well, we, we we do consider a little bit about uh, like a bit like subjectivity as well. We do we do have that conversation about what it'd be like living there, and it'd be terrible. Mm. You know, wake up with your name on a list and go, oh no. <laughs> yeah, and there are some quite shocking uh, stories of people waking <laughs> up with their name on lists. Uh, literally, they yeah. are nailed to the columns in the forum. And people were walking up to them, oh, no. and people were around the edges of the forum, waiting for someone <laughs> oh. to run. Because as soon as someone ran, that meant their name must be on there, and then they go and grab them for the reward. Oh, it's, I just yeah. left the catalog. I just left the catalog. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, <laughs> um, to be fair, I, I can't remember whether that story, because that's just off the top of my head, that might have been uh, Augustus and Mark Antony's prescription list, but they get the idea from this one. Mm, yeah. uh, so there would have been similar scenes if that's where I'm remembering that story from. Uh, uh, yeah, it is. It's truly horrific. It really is. Although it was sort of largely, not that, again, not that this is okay, but it's largely the sort of upper classes that are fed, yes. isn't it? So it's both the common Roman, other than lots of wars and all the pressure and stuff that that brings presumably yeah. they're largely just going about their normal business although going back to client patron society oh, if yeah. uh, if your patron happened to be in the cellar camp it would fall down on you you'd mm. be expected to do your part so to do uh, you would have mm. uh, to do defense and to hang around and look tough and if the fighting started uh yeah so it would have filtered down mm. Um, and when Marius decides to go and kill all of Sulla's chaps, and Sulla's not mm -hmm. there. Yeah, just the, the purges for uh, retaliation of the purges that were for retaliation of the purges. <laughs> uh, it's, it just all gets very, very messy. So it is like gangs then, just wandering around. That's why it... Because I think I asked the question in the episode, Graham, about why was everyone so bothered? Why are they... For this yeah. one man? But actually, if they've all got... You know, if they all owe something to him and it, they're all wandering around Team Sulla... Yeah, I mean, it's we're not too far off from the likes of Clodius here, who manages to pull some political manoeuvres so that the uh, the gangs of Rome actually become his clients. So he has this formal uh, relationship with the gangs, and he's able to take over Rome as a tribune. Oh, well, there's gangs separate to these guys that are, are there. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Just in case this isn't 
easy to edit together. <laughs> I'm just going to say it nice and clearly now. There was a little accident, but we're now back. And I'll let the listeners decide what kind of accident and who it happened to. <laughs> and then we'll carry on. So we're going to go into the final round that we're going to discuss and compare. But this one's a really easy one. In fact, Graham, I think you should introduce it. Because unlike uh, oh, us, I see. Yes. you, you yes. can you can actually say the spiel. Because we, we don't have mm. spiel, and you have spiel. Does he have that certain something, that lasting legacy, that great achievement, the star quality that we call... Ali? <laughs> we call Ali. Uh, finally. Uh, <laughs> Ali! <laughs> Rex Factor. Does it have a certain je ne sais yeah, we, we both gave this. Uh, I yeah. think it's fairly obvious, isn't it? There was a great thing when starting to research him and getting into him a little bit was the realisation that not only would he fit reviewing him as a normal reviewed person, but that he really was ticking every box. We have a round in, in our episode just for the Roman Republicans uh, called Mortis Memoriae where we judge their deaths. Uh, just because we thought it might be fun to have a round where we see how fun it was that they died. <laughs> well, for him it wasn't fun. No, no. no. But shouting yourself to death whilst ordering someone's <laughs> execution, uh, it's, it's good. Yeah, like it's that. only happened one other time in our series. <laughs> uh, but it has actually happened another time. And that, that guy owned uh, man-eating bears, so... Mm. Uh, he might have done even better, slightly. Yeah, Who is that? Could have been better. Uh, Valentinian. Um, Innocence uh, and Goldflake, wasn't it? Yes, his bears were called Innocence and Goldflake. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he didn't rip his throat open, though. He had a stroke while shouting and just dropped down dead. Oh yeah. Oh, this was something actually when I was listening to your um, listening to your episode, and I thought because I was because you sent me the link um, ages ago, and I was going to listen before, and then I th once I got into it, I thought no, I'm going to listen afterwards because I don't want to mm. second guess myself about how sense. I structure it or what I'll put uh, in or not. So I listened. My school of research. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I listened after we'd done our one, and I'd interpreted his death slightly differently i'd thought that the um the blood spewing from his mouth was from his liver and that he'd had like massive liver failure or something and had just hemorrhaged and coughed up at the moment oh, that he right. it's... shouted i see i'd have to actually go and check my notes properly but what I remember, bearing in mind this is three years ago, and I have <laughs> researched countless other people since, but he, he had an abscess in his throat that ruptured whilst he was shouting. Oh, God. And that's and then he lost blood because of that, and it took him a day to die. But I might have that wrong. Um, that's what you. That's what you said. I think it was just when I was when I read it. I thought. Oh, I thought it was the liver because uh, right, it was okay. all this hard drinking and Interesting. all that stuff. I'd but then I wasn't sure it. how the skinny worm thing fitted into all of this yeah the the skinny worm thing is a, a little bit of a, a trope with uh, uh. roman emperors uh, you find that there's a lot of emperors who were not viewed well historically end up having histories written about them where worms feast on their still living flesh uh, how <laughs> how accurate this is is sometimes debatable careful um, going into your garden ali <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, 
You thought, and where's the skinny worm fit into all this? It's just, it's just outside. I told you, azaleas. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same story, almost word for word, was with uh, Galerius, who was a nasty, nasty man, um, and he's he's eaten from the inside out by worms. So, yeah. <laughs> It's, maybe it's uh, more of a, a narrative flourish that's mm. given in the histories. But if there's man-eating worms, I mean, it's going in the episode. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. The tricky thing is when, uh, when Ali will inevitably ask for some kind of rational explanation, and that's when I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Romans. <laughs> Romans. Romans and a shrug is, yeah. uh, I mean, you've summed up our entire podcast in, <laughs> in one word and a gesture. A sign like they do for that nobody knows round sometimes in QI of just a Roman yes. and you just hold it up. Yeah. It's weird. I think this one's just an obvious, yes, we are happy he had uh, Jeanne Caesar um, slash reps, reps factor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What were you? You were complaining about something, Ali, by email about Totalis ranking oh, yes. and the name. Oh, for completely forgot about this. <laughs> but um, how? Uh, when you guys got, first got in contact, I I tell you what, it was one of those moments where you press send, you go click, and then sit back and just bask in your own glory. At what a good decision <laughs> you've just made! I suggested to you the name of your podcast should have been, and wait for it, choose yeah. us a Caesar. Send, oh. sit back, boom. Hello, Watch the money mic rolling. drop. What happened with that? I, I'm just going to be brutally honest. I have no memory of that. Oh, really? Oh, I hope I didn't make that up. Maybe I just thought of that later and thought that would be brilliant. And all of a sudden I'm there. You, you, you probably did. We had like 20 names lined up as possible names. And in the end, we chose Totalis Rankium on the day we were... No, on the day we were recording episode two, because we recorded two episodes, but hadn't done the introduction <laughs> thing. Mm. Uh, and I was going to splice it in afterwards. And we ch- just like, oh, let's use this one. And, and I don't know why we decided on it. Uh, we you just go back did. and... Splice in, choose, yeah. yeah. Let, let, I'll do that for all the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine if Ali goes into his uh, drafts folder, then from 2014 or 15 or something, there'll be a, oh, a brilliant email. Yeah, email draft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm really sorry. That's, that is a good title. <laughs> we missed a trick. We did. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, this this is a fairly good segue, actually, uh, because uh, it's not a good segue at all. I'm just saying the word segue, hoping we're segue, because now we are going to play How Well Do You Know Your Co-Host? How well do you know your co-host? Can I just um, uh, point out uh, a severe handicap I have here? Right, Go yeah. on. Look. Look at my trousers. Can you see how wet they are? For the listeners benefits, we're now getting a full on cross shot from Ali. Oh, hang on, hang on, I'll make it better. Oh wow. Look how wet. Oh that's a wet patch. <laughs> yeah. That yep. That that is a wet A wet crotch. Yep. I'm literally literally um standing in a puddle on the floor here. Yeah. So that's going well, through my mind while I compete, is what I'm saying. Graham, okay. yeah. Graham show me your trousers. 
I mean, in fairness, Ali doesn't always wear trousers for this. Yeah, and now you know why. Oh. Problem solved. Yeah. Shouldn't have put them on. Tell you what, you can have a, a one-eighth of a point handicap. How about that? Okay. I think I've got a bigger handicap, though, which is that usually for these sorts of questions, Ali outsources his memory to me. Ah. So the likelihood is that I will get the correct answers, but Ali might have said something different because I wasn't there oh, to tell him what the, the old, correct answer was. The old double, yeah. <laughs> well, we will see. I, I don't want to put too much pressure on you, uh, but we have played this with uh, Saga Thing and Partial Historians, and all four of them, or, or two podcasts, drew completely yeah. level Ooh. with each other. Yeah. What does that mean, did they get, If we draw... Do they get high scores or low scores? Yeah. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read a question that I gave for Graham. And Ali, you need to guess what he answered. Oh, man. Okay. I love this. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. I asked Graham, who is your third favourite monarch from season one? Third favourite. So, Henry VIII first. Fine. Uh, oh, he's he's. Do you know the problem with with Graham? Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think we got thirty seconds in <laughs> before the bitterness started. Unloading. <laughs> um, yeah, he's too. You're too impartial and fair. I don't know. I don't even know. Okay, Henry the Eighth. I couldn't tell you second. Um, <laughs> Hang on, hang on. Let me just uh, this. Please cut all this out because there's going to be a lot of thinking. It's it's staying in. You, uh, you know it's staying in. Um, <laughs> and all of our Rex fans who are listening will probably be screaming down the microphone. You like? Um, you're a fan of some of those early um, prime ministers. <laughs> no, late early twentieth century prime ministers. So maybe you like uh, a late George, a George the Fifth. Second? No, that's mental. What am I talking about? You never said anything like George V. I'll go George V. I'm not getting anywhere. I don't know. Idea. I'm just picking names out of a hat and trying to make it justify it. He's the right king for the period of politics that oh, I did okay. at uni. Okay. So that, yeah. <laughs> just not the right answer. <laughs> it was a hard question though. Like third is quite a specific sort of. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. There's no easy questions in this game. I had to work quite hard to work out who might be just... my third favourite. Go on then, Graham. What did you say? Well, in fairness, Henry VIII was the kind of the immediate favourite, so which Ali went straight Another with. Another point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after that, I particularly liked Alfred the Great. Oh yeah. And the Saxons. And then for third, I wasn't quite sure, but I thought actually probably a bit standard down the middle, George Elizabeth the first. I. Oh. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth the first, Elizabeth not George the yeah. fifth. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie, you got the uh, the scores. Yeah. Um, Ali so has one eighth of a point from a from his <laughs> handicap. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm willing to give him another one eighth for All remembering right. that Graham's favourite was Henry the Eighth. One sixteenth. As long as you're dealing with the adding fractions. Yeah, it's fine. Yes. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. One sixteenth. Okay, so that gives you one eighth from one sixteenth, which or three is sixteenths. three sixteenths. Yes, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Graham. Yes. In fact, I'm desperately trying to find questions, but I remembered Jamie's got them. Jamie, do you want to read the next one out? Yeah. Oh, they're the answers. Hang on. So, 
Rob asks Ali, who is the least memorable monarch from season two? Ooh, well, <laughs> there's, there's sort of a correct answer. <laughs> I mean, probably there's a lot of them that Ali will simply have forgotten completely, which <laughs> would technically, <laughs> technically by default be the correct answer, but obviously you won't have said them. So I'm, I'm going to go for hashtag remember Ayeth. But that might be the most memorable in some ways. Shall I read out Ali's answer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, it says... Uh, That's, that is how you spell IF. AED? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Exactly. Okay. AID, uh, su- <laughs> surprisingly, is memorable for being unmemorable. And to be honest, I have forgotten the least memorable. There is a fellow called Bearlegs. I remember nothing else about him, though I do remember his name, which is more than it can be said for many of the others. So that is Magnus Bearlegs, who was a king of Norway who interacted with Scotland, but was not actually one of the monarchs of the second series. Oh, dear. I reckon, Graham, you have totally won that. You almost got... You, you were sort of, it's almost like you were paraphrasing what I've written down. The only thing I didn't predict was that the only monarch you could remember would be from a different country altogether. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> you may also be confusing that Donald the First's yeah. uh, heritage card, he didn't seem to have any trousers. So you said, oh, Donald with me trousers. Yeah, he had bare legs. But bare legs was Magnus bare legs, who was king of Norway and was the one that did that trick with Edgar of Scotland, where he said, I can have all the islands that I can do a hop, skip and a jump or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was Magnus Berlix. Not not terribly memorable. So you good point there, G-Man. One whole point? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure a whole point can be <laughs> given. i a few because, 16th, surely. Because Graham didn't guess Berlix. <laughs> <laughs> However, you did get most of the question correct. I'm willing to give you three quarters of a point for that one. Hey. So, uh, next question. I asked Graham, do you prefer not having enough source material or having too much? Oh, great question. Um, I think Graham would say that he likes having too much, um, but that it's fun doing the ones that don't have a lot because we can project onto them. Graham? I think I said that it depends on whether... I've just been doing an episode where there's a lot of information <laughs> or not. And generally, it's the opposite of whatever I've done. But I think I tend to like it when there's less information because it means that I can do it quicker. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, well, there you go. I think that is a, a solid point for you, oh, Ali. Well done. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I thought I got it Didn't wrong. Didn't you say the opposite? <laughs> Did you say <laughs> the opposite? I think, yeah, I think I said the opposite. Oh, well, ignore me then. No yeah. points oh. for you. Sorry. Let's get the rubber end. <laughs> I, did, uh, I don't know if I said it, but I, I, I would agree that the, short, the ones with less information are often good opportunities for us to just be creative. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I do like it when you get... Uh, there's a period in Roman history called the crisis of the third century, and for about 20 emperors, you're lucky if you get half a paragraph on them. 
20 and emperors yeah yeah they went through them rapidly that that was a fun period uh, <laughs> just oh my word just, we we cycle through those really quickly yeah. um, but they kept uh, a track uh, of everything uh, not not during that period. You get some really wow source periods, and you get some periods of time where you've got nothing at all. In in a tweet, why is that? What happened? Was it? Why didn't I keep the files? Uh, look, look of history. Mm. We, we files of manuscripts and things have been discovered from certain parts of history, and uh, things have been lost. Uh, so yeah. Oh shame. Oh right. I thought yeah, it was like it was a fire shame. or something. Uh, that was probably many fires. That's always fine. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, so that was no points then. I, yeah, I sorry. misunderstood. I think I was reading the answer to the question whilst you were guessing, Ali, and I got <laughs> yeah. confused. Well, um, it, in fairness, had I not, if I were not post-Sulla and during Eleanor Aquitaine, I might feel better disposed to <laughs> lots of information. Right, well, you might have noticed that was a easy 50-50 question. That was, that was the kind one where there's a good chance you'd get a point. <laughs> uh, so don't worry, Graham. We've got an easy 50-50 question lined up for you. Yeah, here we go. So, uh, Rob asks Ali, uh, you have to spend six months in one room with either Queen Victoria or Dunstan. Who do you choose? <laughs> uh, I mean, he's, he's unhappy in both rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I th I think he he finds Victoria annoying and frustrating, but he I don't think he hates Victoria, whereas he really does hate Dunstan, <laughs> and Dunstan would be giving him all of the church stuff and he'd be judging him all the time. Whereas you know young Victoria, give her some sherry, she'd go <laughs> have a little bit of a laugh. So I think he'd prefer to be with Victoria rather than Dunstan. Okay, Ali, Graham. I said, I said Dunstan. Wow. I know. I know. Well, to be honest, it was because I didn't want any um, moping around and I hadn't thought about pepping her up with a bit of sherry. Um, <laughs> so I was saying that it depends really if it's today's world, um, Dunstan, because it had probably been in, into industry and politics instead of um, the church and he would have probably had a crazy life uh, <laughs> however if it, it was back in the day definitely Victoria because life during Dunstan's time would have been muddy <laughs> I love the fact that you have just decided for some reason that if you transplanted Dunstan to modern day <laughs> he'd be really interesting yeah well I reckon like I think he was an incredibly capable intelligent bloke who just channeled it all into being do you swear on your podcast we can bleep it. <laughs> uh, awful. <laughs> uh, and um, I, I'm going to bleep that word. <laughs> but if you, it's like a problem child. If you'd have focused his attention on something else at an early age, he might have been all right. But he was just so good at being so annoying. Whereas Victoria was. <laughs> I love how you sort of all of these years of Dunstan, but then you said, I mean, essentially, if you had just put him in the modern day, he'd basically be like Richard Branson or Steve Jobs or something. He's just <laughs> this is what happens when there's just mud. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. It's, it's mud the and churches. Okay, right. Well, unfortunately, that's that's your two easy questions gone, and you both got them wrong. So <laughs> now, now we're getting back to some hard ones. Okay, uh, Graham, I asked Ali... Oh, no, no. 
Ali, I ask mm. Graham, <laughs> other way around. What is the second worst way a person has died that you have covered? So, yes, right, okay. Because I had this question as well. Oh, you had a similar question, but I worded it differently to see what would happen. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Um, second worst. Second worst. Can you read the question again? What is the second worst way that someone has died in okay. your podcast? Second worst way someone has died. I think burnings are bad. I'm just trying to think if there's one worse, and then I can put that second. Uh... Um, yes, burnings, because the worst would be the statue. The statue is great. Oh, hang on, no, it's not just Scotland, is it? Oh, yeah, no, you can you can pick. Okay. Oh, fat, no, hang on. Did I specify on this one? Let's get it. Oh, no, no, you can choose any season. And, for this okay, one. sorry, right, okay, so death. I'll stick with it, yeah. I think, I think, a, I think a, um, a hall burning, I'm going hall burning. There would have been slaughter, there would have been horrible ways to go, but hall burning. Graham? I must confess, I can't remember what I said. That's fair enough. <laughs> you said, if I've got the right one, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, this is also tricky to answer. Worst, as in most horrible for the person involved, I'm not really sure. I don't have one. Not sure I have a worst one to be ahead of the second worst. Though I recently read about someone from the 100 Years War, which I don't think we've covered, but his death was truly horrific, which it really must have been for you to feel the need to mention it here. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, why was it so bad? He... I, I come. It was one of the... It, it wasn't like the Duke of Burgundy, but it was that sort of person. And he was... He'd got really bad skin... I think, and to treat him like every day he was kind of just being bathed in like alcohol and stuff and then had bandages wrapped all around him just to sort of for it to soak in. And then the woman who was doing his bandages um, dropped a candle. Oh! And just had to run out of the room because obviously his entire body is both covered in alcohol but also encased in bandages. Which, interestingly, and thus is just burning, burnt. which is what Ali said. Yeah. But that's not <gasps> the second worst. But that'll be the worst. Yeah, that's the oh, worst. Yeah. So, unfortunately, you might but scrape so, yeah, another so eight just, of a point there. Uh, just burnt <laughs> within the bandages. And it's, ooh, that was horrible. <laughs> so you then go on to say, probably one of the Scottish Jameses. Uh, maybe James I being stuck in the drain where his tennis balls got lost. He's in the poo, and then ultimately he's found by a bunch of angry Scotsmen with knives in a small dark place. Ooh. So, that's, that's, that's the one you went for. It was interpreting worse as my thing, because I was mm. thinking, is it the most sort of horrific and nasty? Yeah. Or is it the general sort of emotional element of it? And I was, and the disappointment sometimes. So I was thinking <laughs> the James I of Scotland, because the thing was, the reason that the drains he was trying to escape out of, but they were locked because he'd asked them to be locked because he kept losing his tennis balls down them. Yeah. So there's this moment where he thinks, I'll get out the drains. And then he gets <laughs> to the end. It's like, oh no, I'd said. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, I don't think you've uh, listened to, to series two, have you? you no. This is an amazing death. It is. It's it's tennis Sounds balls fun. and sewers. And, yeah, in sort of medieval Scotland. Maybe not medieval, but, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's a good death. It is. So, anyway, um, I know you did mention the flames. I'm going to give you another eighth of a point. This is Graham's point. That's, uh, that's Ali's. Ali. Ali's Ali point. gets an Ooh. eighth of a point. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, you're you're now here how the question has subtly changed mm. as it got passed on to the next person. Uh, so uh, we asked Ali, uh, what is the second best death of a person you have covered? Ah, yeah. So I think Ali will be thinking of effectively most kind of spectacular or entertaining death. <laughs> so I would have thought that the statue would be number one as the most entertaining death. So it's what's the second most entertaining death? What would be the second most entertaining death? Oh, I don't know. I suppose I'm assuming that he could think of two and <laughs> rather than actually just said the only one he could think of <laughs> because he wouldn't have to specify. So maybe he did say statues because that's that's the first one you'd think of. So yeah, I'll say statues. Ali, can Death I by statue? Can I just give a quick um, before you come in with what I said because I can't remember how I phrased it. Oh, but no. I think I meant statues. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you said oh. one that immediately springs to mind was the covered in bleep and tennis balls one, what you meant to say was. <laughs> statues. Oh no! Didn't I? Wasn't it? I wasn't I looking for the second best. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh man! Yeah. I do love a poker up the bomb. <laughs> so, so you went, you went for poker up the bomb, um, and you put that behind the tennis balls. Oh, what am I thinking of then? Is that the next question? No, no. The one that I just said as uh, <laughs> a bad one was the tennis balls. <laughs> So did you say that that was the very worst one? No, I think I think this might make sense if we go on to the next question. Because I think I'm confusing questions. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm not helping anyone here. Um, so what was the what was my answer? Poker uh, up, up the old. You said uh, to begin with your your best F yeah. was the tennis balls. So you went poker up the bomb for the second best. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll stay with that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that'll do. Uh, just just for the listeners' benefit, uh, when was it today you sent me this? <laughs> um, uh, it's got to be about. It's, it's it's a matter of hours ago, you know, right. quite some time. It's fine. You've got a busy life. I understand. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> right. Okay. Next. Uh, next question. So I. Uh, oh, we're on to round four now, aren't we? Okay, I asked Graham, who has been the hardest person to research from seasons one to three? So you're oh. not allowed to use special episodes. Okay, hardest to research might be hardest to find information on. So, but ones with lack of information are often easy because it's just, it's known that there's nothing about them. Uh, um, so, I will say... The early Scottish kings, so probably he'll say someone like Kenneth McAlpin, McAlpine, because um, he's a big one. Wanted to find a lot, but there's not much. Graham, I said um, I think I did say that it was very difficult doing the early consorts because I was having to find information about a lot at a time from lots of different. Uh, sort of academic articles but I think I said that actually the toughest one is actually usually when you've got too much information and it's really hard to work through and thus I think Victoria would have been my answer because there's a lot Can That's... I get a 30 second of a point for the word early? 
no. Uh, Particularly because Kenneth McAlpin was one of the only early Scots where we did have stuff because uh, there were all those crazy stories about the fishy angel wings and that's what I was invading about. the pics because of his dogs. Yeah, but that was good because there was stuff. No, but when I was confused <laughs> well, in the well, previous... Oh, Ali, 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 I'm just going to stop you there, but you oh, probably okay. already ruined it. <laughs> because the next question... <laughs> what is a thing you have least expected to happen or what has shocked you the most? Mm. Mm. Well... Good things, Catcher. In the first series... Um, there would have been a time when they heard about a Scottish king who uh, appeared to his nobles, persuading them to attack the Picts for killing his dog. And he appeared at the foot of their beds dressed as an angel, which consisted of wearing fish scales that glowed in the dark. Nice. And, uh, and thus they went to war. And... <laughs> <laughs> I think all stories, short anecdotes should end... And thus they went to war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not sure that that is the thing that's most surprised Ali, but just because he's effectively <laughs> just giving it away, <laughs> giving it away, I'm going to go with that one. Uh, J- Jamie, do you want to actually quote this one? Yes, um, I can say, hand on heart, that I never ever expected a fishy angel. It's just so weird. <laughs> So that is a full point to you, Graham. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah, oh. yeah, we got it right. Perfect. No, no, he got it right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not a team game. Team. <laughs> you, you are losing by a substantial amount, just to make that very clear. Was, hang on. I was persuading you to give him a point the first round. <laughs> yeah. It was right. very sporting of you. I'm not sure I'm, I'm completely up on the rules here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, last round. Maybe you can pull it back. In fact, uh, Jamie, what, what are the scores so far? <laughs> well, Graham has sort of one and three quarters. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he has sort of five sixteenths. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, would have been expecting so much uh, mathematics to be involved. Bigger in numbers, G Man. Bigger numbers. Yeah, Sixteen is mentioned in mine. <laughs> You see, I think the confusing thing was that at the start, you said the pressure was on because of the scores achieved by Saga Thing and uh, Partial Historians. And thus, Ali thought that meant that we were trying to combine yeah. to get... And no, let's add our scores score. together. See how we go. Uh, <laughs> we probably don't want to do that either, though, I suspect. <laughs> if I remember correctly, and this, I, I, this is off the top of my head, but I'm fairly sure they got, like, three or four points apiece. Yeah. Geek. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Right, because I'm willing to throw out. I'm willing to throw out two whole points for this one because this one's a big one. Ooh. Actually, no, no, three points. You Ooh, can earn a total okay. of three points for this round. Come on, G man. Okay, we can do I this. I asked. I asked Graham. You work for a bank. You hear that it's about to be robbed. Which three people that you have covered so far do you employ to defend the bank? Oh. See what you've done here. <laughs> oh, well, I'm guessing. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, to defend, uh, he would say Edward the First because he can turn it into a castle um, if he's sensible. He would have said, um, he would have said, who's a big, probably like a 
a Henry V for a good defence, like a to organise Mark V, just beep, 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 sort out the bank. Um, <laughs> and, mate, you might have gone something quite uh, uh, esoteric with the third, like the king during the time of the First World War for the trenches. George V again, he's getting a lot of action, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, George V. G-Man loves George V. He will have definitely replied George V at some point. I know for a fact he is his third favourite monarch. If he's not third on this list, I'll be surprised. So is that, is that your final answer? Yeah. answer? That is yeah. Edward I, Henry V and George V. Yeah. Graham, can you remember who you chose? Yeah, that's very good. Um, George V wasn't on the list. I did think when I was doing it, oh, maybe I should have a modern one and they'd have like a machine gun. But I thought, <laughs> no, because none of them really did. Trenches? In actual real life. They could have accessed one, but I thought that wasn't something that you would have expected to find in their person. Mm. So I did go for Edward I. I did go for Henry V. But the other one I went for was, I think, was it Athelstan? It was, I was going to say that for the, the, for the <laughs> burrs at the end. Uh, Athelstan, oh, because you want a proper Saxon warrior king with that experience of really nasty close quarters fighting is mm. the, the the reason given. And then Edward I and Henry V, both for the same reason, because they were, and I quote, hard as nails. <laughs> yeah, they were. Great, I'm very impressed with myself. You did very well. That, I think, skyrockets you up into the lead, does it not? Because mm-hmm. so that is two points. Two, oh, wow. So your um, your reasonings were more elaborate than mine because I wasn't imagining that they were going to actually get to sort of do an entire grand castle and burr mm. situation. <laughs> I was just thinking who, when somebody comes in the door trying to take the bank, will fail because they will get a sword in their mouth from an Edward or a Henry. I, I, I think I decided quite early on when they said bank, they they probably meant castle. Let's pretend they meant castle and just assume it's a castle. <laughs> Something's gone wrong here. Uh, okay, uh, Jamie, do you want to read the last question? Okay, so we asked Ali, you're playing to rob a bank. You need to pick Clever. a crew. Which of the people uh, that you have covered do you bring with you from seasons one to three? Hmm. It's tricky because I'm both thinking who would now thinking who would I bring and then would Ali bring them? So Henry II was meant to be really, really good at breaking sieges and just storming in and uh, capturing things. So he seems like a logical one. It feels hard to imagine Ali not saying Edward I for anything which involves being an effective leader. So I'm going to say Edward I. And then we need another one. I don't know if Ali will have gone for an esoteric answer and like just gone for someone that he thinks will have artillery or something like that. But um, who else could have been good? I mean, Henry V, I suppose, would have been good as well. And Edward III would be good. Robert the Bruce maybe would be good, but I don't think he'd have gone for a Scottish one. William the Conqueror. I'll go with me again and say Henry V. What did, well, I honestly can't remember what I said. Graham, what three was that in oh, the end? So Henry II, Edward I, and Henry V. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ali, mm. do, do you want us to just read the answer? Yes, please. No, I, I can't remember. I mean, Edward the first, definitely. Well, whoever it was that suggested dressing him like cows can stay where he is. He is not coming anywhere near it. <laughs> what um, was that? Anyone that's dressed like oh, cows. cows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was doing Robert the Bruce. <laughs> so <laughs> I discounted one too, that one correctly. So here we go. Edward the first, of course. 
um, a ruthless warrior. Uh, Richard III for his scheming and planning. <laughs> That's the esoteric one. <laughs> and I'm a bit lost here, I'll be honest. Pineapple head for the distraction. He... William the Fourth. He stole a navy. Yeah, yeah. that's it. They could make off. So he could be, he would be all bluster and chat to the security guard and get take he... his uh, attention, and they make <laughs> off in the navy. He's he's the driver slash yeah. naval he's navigator. Baby driver. Yeah, which your bank heist need. Um, okay, so that that was one you scored, Graham. Yeah. Does that mean I've which, won? Which really makes things closer. Before we go to scores, though, I'm just intrigued. I mean, I think, to be fair, in a way, although I only got one, really, from Ali's perspective, the fact that you asked for three names was kind of a, a pointless exercise <laughs> in the sense that, really, it was one name. Yeah. And then Ali had to think of two other people that <laughs> could just come along for the ride. Totally it was really, fair. you know, you've got one man there. You don't need the others. Mm. <laughs> well, so we, we've got this bank heist. Uh, mm. We've got Richard III, Edward I, and Pineapple Head robbing the bank. And we have Henry V, also Edward I. Let's say it's his <laughs> yeah. twin brother. And uh, Athelstan defending. Who who's going to come out on top here? Is that bank being robbed? Ooh. Absolutely, it is, isn't it? I can't believe I, my choices when you look at it. So Edward the First versus Edward the First cancels out. So yeah. you've got quite an old portly uh, pre-Victorian <laughs> and a man with a hunchback who you know is, is all right in a fight versus Athelstan and Henry V. <laughs> Just hand them your checkbooks. <laughs> Except that Henry V and Athelstan are defending the bank. Yeah. Are they? What yeah. Uh, You're attacking the bank. Yeah. I'm not. I'm out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> I've got my hands up and I'm saying just take whatever you want. Uh, okay. Um, I'm tempted to give uh, Graham uh, a small bonus for defending the bank more mm. successfully. Ooh. What are we thinking? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give him a 0.5 bonus. Oh. Because the bank was successfully defended. That's what you get for the esoteric answer, you see. It should be a multiplier of whatever he would have scored, which is one. <laughs> so one times one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got total scores. Okay, Jamie, here we go. Um, Ali, you've got mm. a total of two and five sixteenths. Mm. <laughs> Not, good score, nothing to sniff at. Mm. Um, Graham, with that 0.5, you came with a grand total of three and a quarter. Oh. Oh. So it wouldn't have made a difference anyway. No. Oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Graham, you are the winner. Um, uh, let's. I mean, this is an audio podcast, so I'm just going to say, here's your trophy. And no one... I'm taking the, the trophy. One. There we go. Hold it aloft and feel proud of yourself. Graham... <laughs> Not Graham, Ali. Uh, you, you, you get to feel that you you took part, and in some ways that's just as important. Yeah, no, I found, I found the whole thing uh, exhilarating. It's, oh, I'm glad I came. Thank you for the experience. Uh, what was it they said at the end of Bullseye when they went to go? Uh, they went to gamble to win the speedboat that they didn't need. <laughs> I'm glad. I had a lovely day. I'd agree. Oh, Northern. Yeah. I did not realise we were going to get bullseye references tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. Good old Jim uh, Bourne. Yeah. <laughs> Dead now, of course. Uh, Poor bloke. Aye. 
Yeah. <laughs> I like that though, as they um like because we get sometimes this sort of the questions of like who would be the best at this or sort of top three or whatever, but doing doing it blind and having that mirror image of the best person to defend and the best person to attack and then oh, yeah. brilliant. imagine the battle. I quite like that. I think I'm going to try to uh, manipulate that into our own thing somehow. Yeah. Yeah. We can make a whole series mm. of it. There we go. New podcast ideas. Right, okay. Well, I think that, that brings us to the end. Uh, thank you very much for, for coming on to, on to our show and uh, having a chat about Sulla, but mainly a chat about stuff. Uh, it's been great fun. <laughs> Oh, thank yes. you for having us on. Thank you very much. If some bizarre reason you have sat through all of this and you don't know who Rex Factor are and you don't listen to them, I'm guessing I might be talking to maybe one weird person. Uh, <laughs> go and listen to Rex Factor. Go and do that now. Where can we download you from? You can download us from all of your uh, podcast providers, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, obviously. Yeah. Should we give it our website then, actually, if you want to? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> We're rexfactor.podbean.com, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at rexfactorpod or like the Rex Factor Podcast Facebook page. We do have an actual thing we say. Oh, yeah, that, 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 spiel. Was, that, was, that was good. The spiel. 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 I forgot that we had that. <laughs> How do we find the podcast? Oh, um, <laughs> the internet. We're on the internet somewhere. <laughs> Uh, Google. Oh, Type in Rex Factor into Google. Yeah, it can't I'm... go wrong. Great. Right. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, and uh, until next time, then, everyone, goodbye. Goodbye. Cheerio. Bye. Ali is back. Hello. Oh, I've got you. And we've got you. Oh, fantastic. Sorry about that. I just saw the biggest worm of my life. <laughs> Honestly, I was because it's wet outside. It was crawling along the patio. It's about a foot long. Was it a snake? <laughs> no, it definitely. I mean, I I had to have a little a closer look because it was. Was it the it tongue hits? of a tremor? <laughs> Yeah, it looked just like it was. I mean, it's got to be that long, <laughs> which is is longer than it looks because I'm. That's farther away from me. That <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> oh, it's on the computer. So, so Graham, is this a usual recording experience for you? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> the, the only comparable one is when we did it. I can't see a... this, but I'm going inside to get some uh, kitchen roll. Okay. <laughs> we did our uh, Podbean live episode to uh, for Privy Councillors, so that they got to listen live as we were doing it. Um, and Ali fell off his chair. <laughs> he started the episode by saying how his chair was broken and the back was gone. And then about two minutes later, he leant back, forgetting <laughs> that there was no back. Oh. Which was actually better than it being on a video call, because it was just audio on Podbean Live. So you couldn't see what was happening. You just heard a crash <laughs> and a sort of muffled swear in the background. <laughs> General confusion. <laughs> Sorry.
Right. You're right. <laughs> I'm wet and I'm sitting in wet. <laughs> but, yeah. Let's go. Was the worm still there? No, worm's gone. Oh. But where's it gone? That's the question. Mm. Well, it was heading towards uh, my azaleas. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds like it should be rude, but I'm not sure. He's slimy all over my veins. Uh, has yeah, anyone? There's squash everywhere. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm going to keep doing that because it's. Has anyone got yeah. any idea whatsoever where we were? Uh, oh yeah, you, Jamie, you put your hand up to say I can hear your cat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's impressive that you knew that. I, I had I had clocked it. It's like <laughs> I think that's my cat, but I'm in the middle of a, a sentence, so I get to the end of the sentence first. Um, Whereas we were just going, I can't hear a word you're saying because there's a cat there. Poor <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> cat. But I mean, I can't remember what I was saying. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't that interesting. Uh, oh, gangs! Oh, successes. Yes, we were talking about gangs, weren't we? Mm. Yeah. Um, Clodius, he's a man. He he got all the gangs on side. It's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> still, right? Okay. Uh, it was subjectivity and uh, successes. Ultimately, you given a new a new what, score. What, what I do, just in case this isn't easy to edit together, <laughs> I'm just going to say it nice and clearly now. There was a little accident, but we're now back. And I'll let the listeners decide what kind of accident and who it happened to. So, first round. Battleliness. Yeah, should we have a <laughs> should we have an intro for the rounds? Just so I can see mm. Ali do oh, the actual battleliness yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> battleliness. <laughs> Jamie? See, this, this is why we're part of the podcast. This is, this yeah. is what does it. <laughs> yeah. Fightius Maximus! Nice. I'll, I'll, I'll splice them together, put a beat behind it. At least it's a Christmas shout in single. A battleiness. A fightiness. Ow! Oh, no, that's be like Jackson. Ow! <laughs> this is definitely becoming a song <laughs> I'm going to spend more time working on that than editing the episode <laughs> Ow! A but, 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 a a battle in a fight, 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 a battle in a